On this week's NFE SDN Reality Check, we're talking with ACG Research on the importance of NFE ROI models. Telecom Careers, the number one global telecom and wireless job board. Telecomcareers.com. Comscope, thinking beyond today's technology to help you make the best decision for your network and your business. Thanks for joining us on this week's NFES Dean Rally Check. I'm your host, Dan Meyer, Editor-in-Chief of RCR Wireless News. Joining us today is Elias Arventinos, who's the uh, Principal Analyst at ACG Research. Uh, Elias is joining us from Greece with uh, some great insight today on a new white paper ACG put out uh, recently on uh, looking at the financial impl implications and impacts of the deployment of NFE. Hey, Elias, thanks for joining us today. We, we appreciate it. Thank you. Hello, Dan. Great, great. Well, maybe let's touch a little bit. You now, obviously, you guys put this white paper, I think it was just last week, and it was very interesting and very topical, for I, I thought, because again, uh, as we look at NFV and virtualization deployments by operators, the, the financial uh, angle on this is a very important part of it that people are still trying to, I guess, get their, get their hands on, get their minds around. Um, can you maybe touch a little bit about, about the research you guys did and perhaps some of the findings you saw in this, in this new research on kind of looking at the, the financial implications of, of NFV? Okay, uh, so ACG used uh, its uh, state-of-the-art uh, methodology when it comes uh, to business modeling and analysis, uh, which is uh, you know what makes us uh, different in the wireless industry today and overall in the market. And we have done it uh, for several customers uh, for uh, Cisco, for Alcatel Lucent, for HP, etc. Uh, so we have applied uh, uh, this methodology that uh, goes along with the business modeling. And we think this is what's really missing today for a realistic NFV kickoff, as you mentioned about the financial aspects. So operators, vendors, the whole industry, the whole NFV industry really wants to see uh, some savings, some figures, some empirical studies, some serious business modeling that will not make them happy, but will make them really think about it. Uh, so we used uh, for this, uh, in this white paper that was uh, sponsored by Affirmed Networks, mm -hmm. uh, two baseline scenarios uh, by Affirmed Networks and VMware, uh, the evolution of the large-scale consumer broadband uh, demand uh, in, a, in an infrastructure uh, for the next uh, five years by 2019. Mm -hmm. And the second uh, baseline scenario, we did an analysis of a traffic uh, to support end-to-end uh, -end communication and Internet of Things as we know is coming up in the next five years. So these were the two baseline scenarios that we applied. And of course uh, we took, uh, let's say a, a virtual approach mm -hmm. uh, in the first case compared to a traditional appliance based approach mm -hmm. uh, with the guidelines of affirm networks. And in the second case, uh, we used uh, an appliance uh, networking, uh, uh, let's say supplier Mm -hmm. uh, in order to compare the two approaches. Interesting, interesting. Well, I guess maybe looking at that though, now uh, I, I remember reading through some of the research there and you guys were able to show that some operators in, in some situations could actually see a return on their investment uh, within a year and in, in more instances, even up to like the three years at the most to really start to see some sort of, uh, I guess, financial break even or even a return on, on that investment. That's pretty impressive turnaround really for this technology, which is, which is pretty new. And I know operators are looking to get that investment return uh, pretty quick. So it seemed like the, the numbers showed pretty a pretty good uh, approach for, for operators. Uh, yes, uh, the numbers are in pretty good shape, uh, at least uh, 
let's say from a theoretical perspective, sure, sure. Uh, you know, as we did in this uh, white paper, we believe that also uh, when an operator believes to deploy, uh, we will be really close as usually to the, let's say to the reality. Uh, so we, we show overall that the combination of uh, OPEX and CAPEX uh, is 60% more attractive uh, than the traditional approach. Uh, that means that uh, if we go specific to the findings or the takeaways of, the, uh, of, of this study, mm -hmm. uh, we show uh, that CAPEX, uh, we proved that CAPEX for an equivalent uh, capacity unit for a single packet core node is 68% less uh, less expensive than the traditional uh, uh, approach. And mm -hmm. of course, the OPEX uh, is 67% lower because you can imagine that now the cost, uh, the maintenance cost uh, for one platform is less compared to three, at least three platforms that we knew we needed the traditional approach. So CAPEX and OPEX uh, uh, really, uh, you know, are going down. We see some savings there. And, and also in addition, uh, the service turn-up time, mm -hmm. so the time to market is much faster, it's six months uh, in the virtualized uh, approach, in the advanced and free approach, instead of uh, 15 months uh, in the traditional approach. And I think that uh, shows that uh, an operator can really save money uh, starting from the first year and yeah. then uh, have an investment payback after three years. So that means that they can really, that as we said, uh, virtualization can really uh, make money. Yeah, Start yeah, that makes sense. I guess now, I guess looking at the financial part of this, because that does seem to still be kind of a tricky part. And I guess how important is it uh, for operators to really understand these models? Because it does seem like, you know, from talking to operators about this, uh, I mean, obviously there's performance, potential performance advantages as well when it comes to going to virtualization and FVNSDN. Uh, but obviously the financial part of it is important because at the end of the day, uh, it's the uh, the, C, uh, the CFO guy who pretty much kind of checks off on these uh, deployments. If he doesn't like the numbers, uh, there's, there's a good chance it's not going to happen. So it does seem like it's pretty important to have a, a good understanding of the financial aspect of this. When you guys look at it, how important is it to, to get, I guess, that information out there that there is this financial return potential on on, on this move towards uh, towards NFV? Uh, yes, I believe that this is, uh, I agree with your point about the CFO, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> that uh, these guys all, all, all the time have the knife, uh, as we say. <laughs> That things off uh, when it comes to decision, but uh, uh, of course uh, it's very important uh, that uh, CFO looks at, uh, at the robust methodology, the robust uh, assumptions, uh, the robust assumptions that we have made uh, to come up uh, with these uh, uh, results. And of course, uh, this platform and all the ROI model that we use uh, tries, as we call it, a surgical insertion uh, led by profit efficiency of the advanced NFV. And that is proving that uh, NFV is more promising. We know that, of course, never a CFO would say, oh, that's a very promising uh, service, let's use it. But uh, it turns out that many operators today uh, are considering uh, NFV, and this uh, will become a trend uh, in the next year, uh, as we have proved with uh, the TCO analysis that we have uh, uh, completed. And at the end of the day, today, the service providers uh, to our knowledge, they have marginal processes, and these marginal processes, the daily marginal process will get worse as the time uh, to the revenues is not accelerated. So, so NFV and a virtualized approach will definitely acce accelerate the time to revenues, the time to cash, to a, to a better cash flow that today most operators are suffering.
in, uh, in many cases. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think I'm, you know, looking at the white paper as well. I mean, you guys kind of emphasize the fact that uh, the operators probably need to get on this fairly soon too. I mean, they don't want to waste waste too much time, you know, doing. I mean, obviously, you got to do a lot of testing, and, and the POCs are very important when it comes to NFP deployments. But obviously, the, the quicker they actually put the, these technologies into actual commercial use, uh, that 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 return then can be accelerated. I mean, again, it's it's a matter of getting it out there, taking advantage of it, and then that financial part comes in quickly. So it does seem like you guys are really emphasizing to operators to really, you know, quit, you know, not to, you know, quit messing around, but uh, if you want to get involved with this, you kind of want to move somewhat aggressively to make sure you get that, that return as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, and uh, we've seen in terms of uh, NFV deployments, uh, overall, there are some announcements, uh, yep. perhaps you have followed them as well, uh, from AT&T that by 2020, uh, they will uh, transform the core network to NFV. Uh, China Mobile also has already announced uh, to move the global uh, uh, network to, to an NFV platform. Mm -hmm. And even it's very impressive that uh, even Vodafone Spain uh, has uh, implemented its MVNO just in three months, uh, let's say four times faster, uh, using an NFV approach, uh, which was very impressive. And this shows really how flexible uh, this NFV uh, platform is today. Uh, however, uh, there is lots of progress that needs to be done. Sure. Uh, like as probably you are aware of, there are many uh, groups that are working on NFV, like Etsy has a specific group, uh, the Open NFV. Um, so there is lots of work that needs uh, to be done. Uh, first of all, to suggest uh, to develop uh, the right architectural platforms a multi-vendor framework and interoperability between uh, these NFV solutions that uh, uh, are existing today. Uh, of course, uh, openness is uh, something very important. Uh, and this is very important. We know that vendors don't really like that. <laughs> like, but, uh, you know, an open NFV solution is definitely uh, the future and uh, what uh, also the working groups uh, are suggesting and uh, they emphasize. And at the end of the day, these working groups are trying really to understand what operators really want. And that's, uh, you know, the main focus today. We've seen some, um, uh, there are some solutions uh, coming from uh, uh, NEC, from uh, HP, from uh, uh, Alcatel Lucent that they focus on NFV. And uh, in some cases, uh, some solutions have really been deployed and operators can really see uh, the cost uh, investment, the, the cost savings mm -hmm. uh, of these uh, solutions. But again, there is lots of progress, there is lots of work that needs to be done uh, till we get really um, confident that uh, NFV and all these uh, new software tools uh, can really work. Uh, that's why we see many trials and a firm network has uh, deployed or, or has, let's say, provided, has supplied mm -hmm. uh, more than 20 uh, operators and there are more than 40 uh, operators today in trials. So we mm -hmm. see that there is lots of uh, activity, lots of uh, NFV activity going on all over the world, uh, from Asia to, to Europe to, to North America. Uh, and we hope that, uh, you know, the next year things will uh, hopefully, you know, kick off or will grow faster. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, the, the challenges you brought up are, are huge ones. I know we talk on the show quite a bit about, you know, the issues when it comes to uh, the whole standards process. That's a big part of it. You know, the openness of this, like you said, uh, vendors, 
uh, do traditionally have kind of a, a closed uh, model when it comes to their equipment. Uh, and this move towards virtualization in a V is a whole new way to, to do things for them. And so uh, that is, that's a pretty big challenge just to get those guys to uh, change their whole business models uh, to, to evolve to kind of this new, this new world of virtualization. Because uh, again, for them, it's a whole different financial model as well. They're not just selling equipment anymore. They're selling uh, software, which uh, a lot of companies like Ericsson and then Nokia are adjusting to that. So it seems like even for them, the financial models uh, are changing too, that they're having to kind of adjust to, to, to I guess, this new world of, of virtualization too. Uh, yes, and uh, moving forward, uh, we can say that there are many challenges. There are many big challenges yeah. uh, that operators uh, need to meet or they need uh, to solve, uh, ensuring that the solution that they deploy, they install in the network, is uh, very flexible. Yeah. As we said, it's very you know open and uh, supports a multi-vendor framework. That means that there's lots of work that needs to be done between vendors. And this is always the case when we apply a new technology. We've seen that from uh, our expertise in the past five years. Whenever there is a new service, uh, a new product that needs to be tested and deployed, um, even like with voice over LTE, for example, today, yeah. uh, there are some interoperability issues. So it's not something that is new for the industry. Yeah. It's, it's a regular thing. It's something usual that uh, you know is happening and we are sure that it will be solved uh, uh, very quickly. And another key challenge that uh, we see that uh, operators really need the clarity and efficiency of the OSS integration at the yeah. service level. Uh, you know, also this uh, OSS uh, dimension is very important and moving forward we see that uh, it will play a key role uh, in the NFV ecosystem. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, a lot of things that need to get worked on because again, there's always this also the issue between uh, the legacy networks, making sure you support those and have the new systems part of the OSS, kind of you know making sure there's an orchestration between the legacy and the new networks too. So uh, a lot of challenges. But I guess, I guess you know, again, looking at what you guys are providing though in this white paper, uh, I think that the ability that operators can actually see a financial return on this at some point, it seems like it would at least uh, help them kind of uh, solve uh, the internal questions about you know how they deploy NFE, what their plans are. Uh, timing for doing it. So I think at least having a financial model there they can use uh, to kind of forecast, uh, again, a return on their investment, uh, it seems like an important part of getting them to kind of make that next step to really embrace NFB. So it seems like obviously what you guys did with this white paper is, is a good step in that direction to at least get the financial part of it uh, perhaps in line with the, and then, you know, obviously the technical part of it, you know, a lot of smart people are working on it. So I'm sure they'll figure out the technical aspects, but but the financial model at least is it has been a challenge and it seems like you guys are at least taking a step to, to solving that part of it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we will be happy to, to discuss more with operators that are facing challenges today into NFV, again, from a financial perspective with other NFV vendors that they want really to look into the business model that we have developed, even if they want to adapt it, even if they want to test it with their own numbers, with their own assumptions, we'll be happy to discuss and and uh, you know work something or develop something new yep. so we will be very happy to let's say develop uh, the version two of this uh, white paper either with another vendor or uh, with uh, either with a vendor and an operator yeah that makes sense and i i definitely recommend that people uh, check out the acg uh, research website check out the new white paper because there is some, some good information in there and obviously you can follow up with acg as well to get some more details and work with them on that but uh, but elias hey we definitely appreciate the insight on this today uh, like I said, uh, definitely it's interesting uh, research you guys did. And it's an important part of, the, of this whole uh, puzzle. Yeah, obviously, the financial part of it is a big part of it. So 
uh, interesting research you guys provided on this, but we definitely appreciate the insight and the information today on this. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you for hosting me today. All right. That sounds good. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks again. All right. Okay. Well, Thank that should do it for this week at the SDN Reality Check. Uh, thanks again for watching us this week and be sure to watch us next week when we're scheduled to talk with AT&T to get an update on their SDN and NFV deployment plans. Thanks for watching. NFV SDN Reality Check with Dan Meyer is a production of RCR-TV. To suggest show topics or to reach Dan, you can find him on email dmeyer at rcrwireless.com and on Twitter at Meyer underscore Dan. For more Dan, news on NFVSDN and everything wireless, find your way over to rcrwireless.com.